You like that, huh? What the fuck was that? <laughs> you what? didn't expect that Japanese to come out no, of what the hell was that? <laughs> What's good, everybody? In this episode, I am joined by my friend Kyle, and we discuss B-Stars. That's our feature this week, and we explore the question, are we furries yet? So, quick note, I apologize for releasing this episode a day late. I'm gonna blame Animal Crossing's. The game is hella distracting, and I'm like really in there. Uh, but that's my bad. I will do better next time. And this week, I am drinking Red Velvet Red Wine by Cook Paved Vineyards. All right, enjoy the episode. Let's start the weekly anime roundup. So, as you know, I'm covering Somali in the Forest Spirit, Toilet Bound Hanagoku, Magia Record. Inspector, Inspector. I don't know why I always laugh at that. It's not actually not that funny, because it's like Inspector, like an inspector, but it's also like spelt Specter, like the ghost, because it deals with like supernatural. No, Anyways, it's not bars, dude. <laughs> it's not bars, but I always laugh at it though. You should say it in Little Wayne's voice. Inspector. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alright, go ahead, man. <laughs> Smile down the runway and certain type of uh, scientific railgun. Those are the five, six series I'm covering. So, but this time I'm going to cover it to celebrate corner- coronavirus quarantine. Oh, I'm going to yeah. do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it in 20 second increments and I have a timer. So I'm going to start with Somali and a forest spirit. Alright, go. Uh, so, Somalian golems past get explained. We find out Somali is subjugated to human slave trading. But why Somali calls golem father? Like, it's still a mystery to us. What the fuck? Six seconds left? Hold on. All right, I can't do that in six seconds. I'll be <laughs> super quick. All right, so Somali thinks of a gift for golem while golem and Yashibara, or Yabashira, go on a, um, guard duty, bodyguard duty. Anyways, the innkeeper's wife visits Somali in Shizuno and discovers Somali is a human. And when Golem comes back, Somali and Golem gave each other a similar gift, thus proving like they're big, uh, the theme of like family that's not like blood related kind of thing. Uh, Golem is becoming more of a parent in this episode. Like he actually cares about Somali's like smile and stuff like that. And we learned that Kikala's song was about humans eating grotesque creatures like the monsters of the show the innkeeper's wife and like she hires some uh, i don't know like hunters or some shit and they go after somali and then like fucking golem goes like papa bear mode all right that's it toilet bone hanukokun i'm gonna see if i could do this in 20 seconds (laughs) all right (laughs) then it falls into the third mysteries boundary and we get another dose of sosuke mitsuba in this boundary it shows like reflection of people's fears and nene she fears her fucking cankles. Uh, the interaction between Sosuke and Nene uh, are actually pretty funny. What the fuck? 20 seconds is over already? Holy shit. Bruh. All right. <laughs> so Sosuke becomes the new number three after Tsukasa kills the former third. And Tsukasa makes Sosuke's wish come true. And thus making Sosuke and the third mystery a pawn to Tsukasa. All right, that's, that's getting better. They're all gradually getting better. Fuck, I don't think I could do Magic Record in like 20 seconds. I'm going to try. <laughs> it's because you're a stan, homie. 
<laughs> There's so much I want to talk about in this one. Alright. Uh, let's see. Magic Record, episode 11 and 12. Alright, we learned the past of the previous generation. Magical Girls, Momoko, Mifuyu, and Yacho were all part of a team, and then they learned the truth about the Magical Girls. Uh... Blah, blah, blah. The truth of the wings of Magus is revealed. Liberation through a theory of the creation of Doppels, which I guess helps them from not turning to witches. But still, like, we don't know why Iroha could turn into a Doppel if she's not part of, like, Toka's experiments. And maybe it might have to do with Toka and Nemu forgetting who Ui is. Or maybe, like, the mini QB is Ui. Like, we don't know yet. The series also explores um, another series that magical girls are trying to escape their fate from becoming witches i mean we don't know if you if homura does appear in this one we don't know which homura it is from according to which timeline because she should be looking for a cure for madoka still i don't know we'll see what it is that was definitely not 20 seconds that was like 35 yeah you should inspect do 20 20 seconds but i want that pressure though do it like a do it like a minute a minute yeah all right. You know how long a minute is, man. You're used to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't laugh. <laughs> I'm used to minute after interspecies reviewers. Oh, hey, I, I can't even go get ahead. One good swing. Just kidding. Hmm? Ah, what? I didn't say that. All right, All right let's go. Inspector episode 10, 11, Kotoko tries her second solution and she appeals to the masses by saying Haruko's father plotted against her by suicide. And thus the ghost was trying to deliver a message saying that like, oh, I'll set up the whole entire time. But the theory gets shot down and Kotoko pivots to her third theory, which is Hatsumi, the sister of Haruko, uh, believes that Haruko is still alive and someone is disguised themselves as Haruko to persuade uh, Hatsumi that Haruko is dead. At first, the third solution was doing really well, but Rika uses her abilities to shut down Kotoko's third solution, claiming that the person dressed as uh, Haruko could like instill fear into Hatsumi. Uh, Kotoko comes back and she has her Keikakudori moment, where she's she was like weaving all these inconsistencies and in all her theories into a later solution, which is. The fourth solution, or fourth lie, is that she makes up is that Haruko Nanase faked her own death, created a wiki to accelerate the Steel, Nani, uh, Steel Lady Nanase rumor. Uh, using another big lie, the cry begins to side with Kotoko's barrage of solutions, believing that the website could be owned by Haruko Nanase, when in reality it's not, and that she's just using lies to uh, put Rika into a corner. Woo, that was hard. That was not a minute, though. You want to do 20 seconds? You can't even do a minute. Oh, come on, I can't man. even. <laughs> I can do a minute elsewhere. All right. Smile down. <laughs> so that was a revenge for the joke I made earlier that you I guys know. didn't react to. You. So in this episode, Ikudu does a fashion show dedicated to his influences, world fashion trends, and most importantly, his family. With the outfits, he takes us on a journey from around the world using like Italy, France, and like Germany as an influence. But what made this show uh, a shout out to his family is that he used Nonaka's song in the runway. He used the blue lights for all the blue stuff he's made for Aoi because of her name. And the ribbons is like his trademark because he always does ribbon stuff for like Ichika. And the wrinkle in the last minimal outfit in his show is a homage to the first outfit he did for his mom. 
Uh, then next up, Chiyuki and Kokoro form a team based on rivalry, not on like collaboration. Well, it's a collaboration, but based on like rivalry, not on friendship. Anyways, Chiyuki learns how to be a better model from Kokoro, who is like she sees as a top tier model. Uh, Kokoro learns how to cater to more fashionable styles using Chiyuki's uh, tastes. Kokoro's show was a lot more fascinating to me just because it was full of surprises. Uh, one model, it was she only used Chiyuki as a model for her 10 outfits, and well, Kokoro modeled once for one of hers. Chiyuki was trying to prove to the fact that she could be like a short model. Uh, from the audience's comments, I think the most talked about was Kokoro's show compared to Ikdo's, but I mean, we get Toe next week, and he's supposed to be like a god level fashion designer. All right, Railgun. Uh, because of coronavirus, only one episode's coming out. So I think it's like one episode every two weeks. Uh, in this episode, we get a peek into the Misaki perspective of the events that happen. Um, Member and Gensai are running two different operations. Misaki reveals that Makoto in a relationship to the Level 6 project pre and post events after Acceleration's defeat. So she's pretty involved. Like She really wants to know what's going on. And we don't know why she's so like interested in the sister's project. Misaki is working behind the scenes on ensuring no one is abusing the Mikasa network by implanting a guard into the sisters to stop hacker, hackers from, like, um, like I guess, like hacking into the Mikasa network through her mental out ability. And as a reminder, mental out is the only, as far as we know, uh, it only could manipulate memories unless you're the reader of the novels and you figure out it actually does more. Anyways, Railgun and mental out since their goals aligned, they decide to take on Gensai Kihara together. Okay, not really. They don't. Like, their partnership, like, breaks halfway through, and they both go their separate ways. But uh, they think, like, okay, we'll go after them, like, individually. But whatever. I explained that really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, they, they like think, like, okay, we're going to work together. But then, like, halfway, they're like, all right, we can't work together because we hate each other, like, way too much so they split thinking like we'll take him down individually as long as we look in each other's way but apparently this is like a keikakudori moment for like Gensei Kihara so we'll see you in the next episode and that's the, the weekly roundup and Kyle and I are gonna talk about Beastars in the second part I'm excited about Beastars hold on man you what? forgot a show in your weekly roundup I'm offended I'm not gonna talk about Interspecies reviewers. Oh, no, why not? It's a show. It happens every week. We just had an episode. I didn't watch it yet, though. So, all right, let's talk. Oh, about... wait, no. So we did episode. So, in according to the way it is, biweekly, it would be episode ten and eleven. So, you at least watch episode ten. So let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk about episode ten of uh, yeah. Interspecies reviewers. That, yeah, like, you were super excited about this episode. I remember that. So. Yeah, this episode was tight. <laughs> <laughs> I, what would you like about this girl? Because I don't know, man. She's just that's just my type, I guess. A busty mage, busty blonde with like the little pink highlights at the end. That's like my shit right now. That's why I ordered that figure for because the character design in that the Hajimite no girl, the main one, is I like it a lot. Does she have orange highlights or pink highlights? Hajimite no gal, the yeah. Yukana Yume? I think so. 
Oh, interesting. That's a very interesting connection. Like I wouldn't have like, yeah, yo, like the fact that you made that connection, like Yoshi reminds me of the girl from Hajime no Gao or Hajime no Gao. I was like, the fuck? That's insane and very awkward at the same time. <laughs> Don't worry That's about it. That's yeah, I thought you would I, like the part when she's like, oh, and she's cooking for the person on the second day. He's like, yo, nine to ten instantly. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was tight. I, I forgot what else happened. Krim? I don't know. I always like watching Krim's like stuff about it. So for oh. me, Krim was like, oh, we went on a date and stuff. I'm like, Krim, you're so innocent. And she's like, I'm going to pleasure both your female and male parts. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that was... yeah. Oh, See, oh, she's. Oh, oh, yeah. she... <laughs> I don't have so to Marco. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Clue <laughs> DJ Clue 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 uh, No I liked it because Just the type of I guess place it is It's like you can do whatever you want um, For whatever Because it's like a It's like It's a doll or something It's a replica of her Using yeah, mana and It's stuff. not like a golem Like the first one Like remember how they went to the first golem place Yeah yeah. So it's, but, it's yeah. This one's way different. This is through magic now. Yeah, and it and she caters to whatever you want, so you can do whatever. Yeah, but it's like kind of funny how she was also mentioning like, oh yeah, people ask for like weird shit. Like she's like, oh yeah, I can make it pump come out my butt too, and you're like, wait, what? Oh yeah, I was like, I don't know, but I mean, hey. and she's like, you'd be surprised how many people ask for that. I mean, you're with the main character in this one. He was like, kind of like, uh, why would you do that? And you're like, you'd be surprised what people ask for. Yeah, like all right, whatever, whatever. You pay for that it, money. Okay. Yeah, it was a it was a great commentary on the human psyche. And <laughs> shut the fuck up. Sorry, I couldn't take you seriously when you said that. Like nothing about interspecies reviewers should be taken seriously. What? Come on, man. Okay, I, I didn't mean to laugh. Go ahead, say your piece. Say your piece. What about? No, I was, I was, I was fucking around. I was just kidding. It's just trash. <laughs> but it's my favorite show right now. Right. It's good. It's trash. It's just good trash. Let's talk about B-Stars. Yeah. Are we furries yet? No. Okay. That's fair. Because I don't think so. So, okay. Do you think, because furries is such a, like, a polarizing subject in, like, nerd community. Because um, uh, it's either, like, one group thinks you're just, like, you want to have sex with animals and stuff like that. Like, you think of animals in a more sexual way. Kind of mm-hmm. like how bronies were, kind of thing. Like, I'm not sure if bronies per- perpetuated the stereotype of uh, fairies being like a sexual like object. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's not fair because there are people who actually like like furries for like what they are versus like the sexuality behind it. Like, no one's gonna be out there and be like, "I want to fuck a horse today" or kind of thing. <laughs> Except unless you're Mr. Hands. <laughs> we're, we're you know, explain who Mr. Hands is. You know. Mr. Hand, but you should also explain it to like people who might not know it. Well, I don't know. It's been so long. It, it's an old story, right? It, it's about a guy who let a, fo- a horse fuck him, right? What? Right? Okay, let me let me make sure I'm making it doing this right. No, no, no. Go ahead. I don't want to Google this though. 
I don't want this to be my search history, like coronavirus. This guy's going crazy. He's looking up horse. Okay, so this is basically my understanding of it. There's like a documentary about it too. Sure. Uh, it's called Zoo. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. go ahead. Go basically, ahead. Uh, it's about this story of this guy who let the horse uh, penetrate his uh, backside. We'll say. Okay. And then uh, he you actually be unfiltered man. Just unfilter yourself. He actually passes away because I guess it like ruptured something in his in rectum his or something. Holy shit! Uh, I mean, but he didn't. But he didn't want to get it treated. This is. This might be not not right but i'm i remember i think part of the story was like he didn't want to get it treated at the doctors because it was like you have to explain what happened what what happened to your asshole right he's like i let a, I let a horse fuck me in the butt and like my ass ruptured <laughs> like, you can't really say that to a doctor or you'd be like all right man this is not the hospital you should be going to yeah they're gonna yeah they're gonna give you like a mental like no but yeah i think that's the story because I don't know. When I was in college, we used to reference that all the time at like <laughs> dance practice and stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> You're like, you guys better get this dance move right. We're gonna have a force fuck you in the butt. <laughs> Damn, what why. a drone structure. <laughs> I think somebody in our dance team tried to send everybody on the dance team the video of it like happening. I guess it was caught on film or something. I don't know. I oh, did not want to watch that. Yeah. I was like, bruh. Anyway, so good. furry. Okay. So furry. Here's yeah. what Wikipedia says th- about furry fandom. It, the furry fandom is a subculture interested in anthropomorphic. Okay, I can't say that fucking word. Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Okay. Animal characters with human personalities and characteristics. Examples of anthropomorphic attributes, including include exhibiting human intelligence and facial expressions, speaking, walking on two legs, and wearing clothes. That's all it says. That's like okay. the definition i not definition but that's the gist of it i guess right sure so okay just a quick confession An- another show i'm watching this season but i'm not like talking about either writing or uh on a podcast is a uh, join a pack set on academy it's about a, a human who joins the uh, school that's all animals yeah let's just leave it at that so i blame Beastars for this because animals are never like right now Septon Academy. Join the pack. Yeah. Don't you fuck this. It's, it's, it's like lighthearted, but it's like really fun for me to watch. And why do these why do they all look like they're in like elementary school? They're not they're in high school. Anyways. Yeah, so B Stars has like made a really big impression on me for sure. Uh I really yeah. liked it. Are you saying that because are you asking if you're a furry now because you liked Beastars? Did you like it because it was animals or did you like it? So Okay, so here's the my thing with Beastars. With the thing with Beastars was that I had a feeling it'd be really good. Something about when I read the synopsis on it, I was like, "Wow, this show actually might be good, but I don't like the fact that they're animals because it's just like <laughs> It's just not my thing. Like, there's a difference when you have, like, cat girl ears or something like that. And, like, okay, whatever. That's that's passable. But it's, like, this is, like, full-on fucking animals. You know what I mean? Like, this is a, a gray wolf, the main character, a white dwarf bunny as, like, the heroine. And for me, like, I was, like, I'm kind of getting weirded out. But after the first episode, I... I guess I could say, like, I was hooked. I was, like, oh, wow. this sto- This story actually has, like, content. Like, it's... There's depth to this. And yeah. 
that's what I really like Beastars because it addressed yeah. like a lot of different themes like you wouldn't expect. Like it addressed um like xenophobia, murder, and teenage like angst all in all in one. And I was like, oh wow, this actually does it pretty well. Yeah, and it deals with a lot of um, social issues and like trauma for certain like minority groups i guess you could say sure let's let's break it down a little bit like let's kind of like dive deeper into it so and like i know you kind of deal with this stuff more so uh and like first off the murder was like about the llama who died like we we obviously like that's how they hooked us in like all right man there's a there's a murder going on with one of the carnivores yeah yeah. spoilers by the way damn man no, that's like the first five minutes of the episode, though. Yeah, but what if people haven't watched it yet? They're... That's what they're going to see. I mean, we don't know who it is or like they don't really explore it in the first season. So they don't know. Yeah, yeah so you're right. that's a good right, thing. Go that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah. And they talk about romance, which is like seemingly between Legoshi and Haru. Yeah, it's kind of like parallel in theme to like Romeo and Juliet, right? Like right because one's a carnivore one's a herbivore forbidden love and yeah like they belong to different classes or different subspecies and different animals yeah and even different... so they're not supposed to be together and but they kind of have this chemistry together it's interesting right and they're trying to battle like biology and instincts like you see uh what was that there's this i'm not gonna say what's happening but like basically there's a scene where haru instinctively puts her head and they go she's mouth and she doesn't know why you know what i mean like it's yeah, so yeah. funny like there are so many scenes with haru where she's just like fighting her instincts to run away like she's like her character or her species is like a species that's always on alert and always like high stress mm-hmm. and then but she's trying to act calm and like cool you know what i mean like that's how her character is like just uh characterized in this show Compared to Legoshi, he's like the other way around. Like he's cool. He's like his species is supposed to be cool, collected, and like calculative. But for him, he is the opposite. He is like always going through some shit in his head. Like he's always high stressed out. So for him and Haru, they're like really good opposites to their nature kind of thing. That's what I noticed yeah. about the show too. Yeah, and it, it was the show's interesting too because. Be- because they are animals, it has that aspect of exploring instinct and that sort of thing, right? Right. Where we do have that as like a human species, like we're animals, right? I guess technically or whatever. Right. But since they're animals in the show, it, they can make it super blatant and just put it like, oh, this is part of how they have to interact with one another and they have to figure this out. It's, it's, it gives it like a, I guess, concrete sort of subject matter. Right. Because it, I guess in a way you could say like that makes more sense when, instead of trying to compare it to humans because it kind of gets a little bit more complex. Yeah. Right. Because you could be. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Because like there are definitive um, races and stuff like that compared to humans. It's like, I guess you could. This is like the whole xenophobia thing I was talking about. Like for humans, you'd be like, oh, you shouldn't date Asian people or you shouldn't date. Uh, like whoever kind of thing or kind of wow thing. whoa what you got against asians bro no, I, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Just, you're just using an example i'm just I mean, <laughs> like wow so, but yeah so you know for this one it's like the uh the herbivores don't like really congregate with the 
carnivores kind of thing. Actually, now that I think about it, did was Legoshi's uh, dorm friends, were they all? All his friends aren't all carnivores, right? Because they had the weird bird. <laughs> the peacock, right? The peacock was part of that group? The peacock, well, they're in the art club together, but I think oh, okay, orm. okay. But they're not like herbivore carnivore separation kind of thing, right? Not in the art club. Not okay. in the club. But I okay. think his dorm like his doormate was his friend, the dog. Right. Okay. So and I think I think I don't remember now if all of his dorm mates were carnivore or if there were some herbivores mixed in too. But that shit was tight. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. So okay, so in regards of uh social problems that yeah. stars address like what did you see uh i mean i guess it's yeah i guess it's more of the xenophobia stuff uh-huh. um there was a lot of outcast the thing that i picked up on a lot too was just when they started getting into the characters backstories and the trauma and stuff since i work with you know in that field right and like psychology right. and stuff right um when i get into their backstories and then it just kind of it kind of outlines how they turned out or like what their behavior is motivated by or just kind of like the perspective that they see the world in which was pretty cool so did you think b stars did a good job of like illustrating that uh i think it did an i think it did a good enough job i don't think it was like excellent i don't think it was like crazy good right i mean this is your field yeah it served its purpose and it made sense um and it wasn't just like put into like you can tell it was written that way. It wasn't just put in to say like, oh, these pa- these characters had a shitty past or whatever. Right, right. Um, you can tell. Like, let's take uh, Haru, right, for example, and it talks about intimacy and feeling important, right? Mm-hmm. And feeling equal with the like another. I was gonna say person, but that they do say person in the in the show. Sure, let's go with person. Like feeling equal or, you know, on the same level as another person. Uh-huh. And like you were talking about, she's what a species that's always kind of like prey, right? So she's on the bottom of the food chain, so to speak. And her recognizing like that sleeping with people or, you know, being sexual with them puts her on an even playing field. And that's how she interacts with a lot of people. Because in the show, she's portrayed as what, like a slut, right? Or that she's... She gets around kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which fits, which is funny because she's a rabbit, right? So right. rabbits are known to, you know, reproduce really quickly, which makes sense. But then it like they throw the curveball of like, oh, no, no. It's actually because she's like this because she needs the intimacy or she needs to be in that that situation so that she feels important or feels. It, it's just interesting how they wove in like the instinctual things about animals and just the way that they act with human sort of trauma and emotion i guess mm-hmm. um and i thought they did it really well like it wasn't corny you know what I mean? like, right right it didn't feel forced or anything like that yeah right? yeah it actually fit together really well and i was like oh okay that's that's really interesting so it didn't feel like like yo this girl wants to fucking bone like none of that kind of thing right well except for juno <laughs> hey juno <laughs> No, dude, she she had the crazy eyes, bro. That was that was not the look. What's wrong with Juno? Juno's like a tryhard for Legoshi in the series. Dude, she's a stalker, man. She well, not she's not a stalker, but she's she could she's, be. She's I mean, if you manipulative. She's trying to like do things behind the scenes and do all this weird shit. And but that's I don't what wolves know. are. Wolves are calculating. Like they well, they time their shit. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what makes like Juno interesting and like. 
I like how they portray her is that she's really like aggressive with other people. Like when she pinned Louise down and then like when she was like automatically in Haru's business, like started sniffing her and like getting in her face right away. I was like, yo, just like intimidation tactics are crazy. No, man. Juno is the one. No. She's not Except her dancing. I was like, Maybe you are a furry now. <laughs> I just really actually liked her character. That's it. Her is a good character too. It just no, the characters in the show were they're really fucking good. top tier. Like even the side characters did a really good job. Like that Bengal tiger. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. Like, shit, he was a good character too. He was a yeah. good character. Oh. No, the characters were actually really great, and like I wasn't expecting that because going into it too, um, you know, when you give me a suggestion, I'm like, all right, it's fucking JV suggestion. It's gonna be trash, right? Okay. So that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, but like, just reading the premise, I was like, oh, it sounds interesting, but it sounds just like something I would have to get used to or not, or that I'm not used to. Right. So I didn't know how I'd feel like going into it. And going into it, I, I, I get what you mean about the animal thing. I mean, being a person who does not claim to be like a furry or whatever. Because, you know, like we talked about Monster Girls in a previous episode, but. The thing about that is that it's usually like uh, it's like a human type character with like animal or monster features, right? Right. Whereas this is the exact opposite. It's animals with like human features. Like the animals have fingers and hands, and like and their anatomy is like very human, but they're they're fully animals. Correct. Yeah. They're so that's why. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they do all the human things. And they talk to each other as people. They're, they're, this person is blah, 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 blah. So it, did, it, it was a little bit weird to get used to that at first. Mm-hmm. But I think because, again, like they, they were able to do a bunch of unique things because they're animals, right? Um, but yeah, no, the characters are awesome. Ruiz got his ass whooped. but <laughs> Yo, he got down, though. Like He's probably not. I mean, there's... I mean, if if you're just listening to this, spoilers, it, they make it seem like he gets bodied and eaten by these lions, these fucking Yakuza lions. I don't know what the hell's going on yo, with that. He shoots one of them in the mouth. I was like, yo, this one's like zero to 100 real quick. Yeah, I was watching that last night at, at around 1230 a.m. And I think I, I had like a visceral reaction. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like this shit got real reasons crazy well because i was laying in bed too because i was i had allergies yesterday so i was laying in bed and i had my stupid you know those little arms that hold your phone so you don't have to to hold it okay like it'll it'll hold it above your face like you can put it position it so it's like above your face when you're laying down so you don't have to hold it yeah so i had it there and i was just watching this shit and i was like man allergies are wet <laughs> and, then, and then that and that happened i was like oh <gasps> <laughs> you're like oh shit shit just I was like, oh, right oh, now. okay <laughs> okay Ruiz. Ruiz crazy. it's full man but, but he has a lot like his character is interesting too because he has a lot to prove uh, yes because he yeah. is also a considered to be like bottom of the food chain kind of thing yeah but then, but he's not in his environment, right? Oh no, he is like the guy who's gonna represent like the B stars, like or supposedly supposed to represent the B stars, which is so maybe maybe you should explain what B star means or what it. Sure, B stars yeah. is supposed to be the animal who helps um, 
I think they elect them, right, every year or something like that? Yeah. Or, um, is it by city or is it by the school? That's what I forgot. I, I thought it was by the school, but maybe I'm misremembering that. Okay, so he gets, like, the B-Stars is supposed to be someone who gets elected to show that this person helps unify the carnivores and herbivores kind of thing. Like, they're supposed to be, like, the model citizen kind of thing. Yeah. yeah so that's what they are. And, like, uh, Luis is... um on that pathway like that's he's representing everything that that a b-star is but he was groomed to be that he's groomed to be that way yeah and he yeah. has a super tragic pass i mean we can tell by like the tattoo for on his um on his oh yeah that was, that, a, that was a good touch yeah because he would i mean like yeah with the whole black market thing like was it made it look like he was a part of that like he was supposed to be sold off for meat or something like that to the black yeah. market so yeah his story is interesting and i don't think they're really gonna dive deep into it until like season two so well yeah. he's missing right now so right yeah. he's missing right now <laughs> that'd be weird if they fucking did <laughs> that'd be some like junie tyson shit man Fuck like that oh show. he's dead but uh <laughs> Yo, junie tyson that shit was whack junie tyson i have to check that out no you don't don't watch it okay it's a fucking waste of time all right Makes me want to watch. No, it. no offense to the people that made it. But it's really bad. Hey man, <laughs> we should actually. I'm talk glad about you're it. able to live your dream and make an anime, but man, that shit was. <laughs> Ooh, that shit was bad. Like, sorry, author, your your anime was trash, but I'm glad you made it adapted. No, the concept is good, but the anime is just so bad. Like the show pacing is all fucked up, and it's just not good. I'm sure it could have been better if it was longer, or if they had more time or more of a budget, because you could tell. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about fucking Junie Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's actually, that could be like a good feature for next time. I actually kind of wanted to talk about, like, is there too many animes out? Anyways, to wrap up Beastars. Beastars is fucking legit. I mean, I think Beastars is a piece of art that forces us to view with the, like a fresh pair of eyes, especially for someone who's like not used to the, like, the furry fandom thing. Yeah. And like they do a really good job of doing it. I mean, oh, I did want to bring up one last thing about sure. I don't know what I don't know enough about film or like animation or shows or anything, but I think it would be the direction, like the director or whoever made the show or like had the decisions to do some of the camera angles and the way that they shot it was really I thought it was really fucking genius. Especially when they were doing one-on-one conversations, and they would like split the screen. And then you could see the other the other character that they were talking to. Like one character would be talking and one would just be listening, right? Right. But you could see the other character like reacting in real time to the conversation, right? Because a lot of shows it will just be like it shows the main character and then it cuts to the other person or the other character that they're talking to for the reaction, right? But like in the in Beastars, they do it all simultaneously, which was was fucking awesome to watch, I think. I think I know what scene you're kind of talking about. You're talking about the uh, Legoshi is eating lunch with Haru, but then, like, while he's talking to her, in her mind, like, it shows, like, all that dark aura, like, her trying to run away and stuff like that, right? Like, her twitching every now and then and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's just trying to have a normal conversation with her, but she's, like, scared shitless and, like, out of her mind. Yeah, no, there's a lot of scenes like that in the show. True, I think true. the first time I, I noticed it was the scene, the first time that, like, Lagoshi and Ruiz interact one-on-one in the in the room. Like, he comes in, and I forgot what they were talking about, but I just remember looking at that and being like, wow, that's so interesting that they have both of their characters just 
they all have they have their like own screen almost it's like their own personal uh show in that moment right where they're talking but like you could see Lagoshi like getting disappointed or in things that he said or you could see and then it would do the inner monologue too which was helpful but i don't know it was just really interesting to me the 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 decisions that they made uh-huh. to do that instead of like cutting between you know like for big reactions or whatever it was just it was very it, it was more subtle and like realistic in the way that you looked at that conversation okay which was which was really cool i was like wow that's that's so interesting like i didn't i don't know and i don't know why that made me notice it so much because they did it a lot in the show but th- just little things like that there were other things too about the direction and just the way that the decisions that they made to produce the show but it's i thought i thought just that little thing was like super genius to me but what the fuck are you like a a film critic now what the, what do you mean <laughs> no that's crazy because like i actually would not expect like that answer from you to be honest wow you're like wow i wouldn't expect a smart answer from <laughs> from kyle you fucker like he just <laughs> likes titties and mages and you guys just watch awesome like the camera angle on the titty was tight <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually some really, really good insight. No, I'm going to have to agree with you. Like, props to Orange Company, the 3D animation studio who did this. They did a really good job with, like, um, this 3D anime. Because, like, I've seen, like, a bunch of, like, 3D animes. And <laughs> I think they do really shitty jobs. And other you, than you talked Mach- about some, you sent me some of those. Yeah, and they're so bad. That, like, really do, like, look at this shit. I was like, I don't know, man. Because they look so robotic, but this one didn't look so robotic. It looked a little no. bit more dynamic. And um, like I said, like the only thing, the only series I think that kind of did it right was uh, Monster Strike and Beastars. But apparently I need to go check out Land of the Lustrious because the same company oh. did that anime. And I've actually been hearing a lot of good things about that one too. So I should probably go oh. give that one a shot too. I haven't heard about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Like if 3D anime became a thing, like would that be okay? I, I think so. Right. It just needs its I mean, time to build. It, it kind of reminded me, I don't know if you've played a lot of those games, but like kind of reminded me of a lot of like the Arxis fighting games right now. Right. They use like 3D models, but they make it look like it's 2D. 2D right? Yeah. So, and they do. A so really like Dragon Ball Fighters is like that. Guilty Gear is like that. Um, and Grand Blue versus came out, yeah. and the games look fucking gorgeous, dude. Like I love looking at those games. They're just they look so cool. But then they also, like you said, they could do dynamic camera shots because they have the three D models. They can do like panning shots where like you go around the characters and they like you can see the you know everything that's going on around them, and it it just makes it more I guess dynamic, um, which is really cool. I mean, if if it's done shitty, like like I love this show called Ajin, but God, dude, the the animation and the models are so bad. It's like, so bad, but the story's so good. Yeah, no, I yeah, agree. yeah, no, it's really good. I like, I love the show, but if someone looked at it and told me, man, I don't, I can't watch it because of the art and the animation, I'd be like, all right, I get it. Like, it does not look good. Like, Definitely. that should look like uh, what's what's a really what's the fighting game that looked uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite? <laughs> it was true. Got I it. Look at that. Let's wrap this up. I think. Uh... Yeah, I gotta watch Interspecies Reviewer. Hurry up, man. <laughs> it's okay. Yo, I'm a big <laughs> I'm a big fan of B Stars. Uh, it's really good. It's yeah. really good. And if that makes me furry, uh, a furry, then fuck it, I am one now. Oh, well. 
You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. All right, then. Let's go. Cool. Uh, I think it, you can watch it on Netflix right now. It's, it's yes. Damn. Yeah. Season one. And at the time of this recording. Right. And hey, what's crazy about the end of like season one? Like, did you watch the very, very end of uh, Beastars? Yeah. So, After like, the credits yeah, the when he showed like yeah, the guy yeah. and like who was like smiling in front of like Legushi or something like that. Yeah. Oh, so that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. The kid, yeah. They might talk about the killer in the second season. But, yeah. The end scene was from the. It's a first-person perspective of another character that they never identify. Right. Um, but Legoshi apparently knows him. Yeah. Then, him her, yeah. There's like some sort of in, implied drug use because of the, he's in the bath. He or she is in the bathroom, and there's empty like pill wrappers and stuff in the trash can. Yo, I actually didn't catch that the first time. I, well, I didn't think about it, but yo, that's crazy. Right? Isn't or am I just tripping? Because that's I watched it this morning, so I was like, "Oh shit, this guy's like tripping out." And I don't know if it was a reference to because in the show the tiger takes that the blood the off vial. the yeah. black market, right? So yeah. is this guy getting like supplements as a carnivore? To I don't know, I don't know. Holy shit! We'll yeah, well, we have to wait. Hi, right, man. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to Kyle for being here, and yeah. I want to make Kyle permanent member. Oh shit! You didn't tell me that before. What the Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, oh motherfucker! Shit. Damn, so, uh, Corona, you know, I know, right? keeps spreading. I have a, I have a job now. Hey, are you, wait, are you gonna pay me or what? No, well, I'm out, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's fun. It's fun talking. Hell yeah, right. Fun making you surprised about the an- my smart, apparently smart answers when you think I'm a, an idiot. Okay, I didn't say that. I said you're an you idiot, it. idiot. Anyway. Rewind it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck you. Come into my house. Come into my house now. Okay. Anyways, music is done by the amazing Raison. You can support the show by sharing it with a fellow otaku or rate and subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. You can reach me at Twitter. I am at NunuType. Uh, which is N-U-N-U-T-Y-P-E. I might actually create a new Twitter for this show, so it'll be easier to communicate. Anyways, nice. uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, stay safe, and mina kiyotsuke ne. All right, love you fucking anime kids. Peace. All right, peace.